Hello, and welcome back to Bestie Chats with Soph. I am your host, Sophia Pinella, and I'm so happy to have you here. This episode is sponsored by Legion Athletics. Legion is the number one best-selling brand of all natural sports supplements with over 400,000 customers served and 3 million bottles sold. But you guys know how I roll. I'll be honest in telling you that supplements are not going to be the end solution to reaching your goals. And let me make it clear that you do not need supplements in order to reach your goals. Supplements are to be used if there are spaces in your diet that need to be filled, or if you're deficient in any vitamins and minerals. That's where dietary supplements will help you out. Legion has been the only supplement company that doesn't leave me feeling like garbo, and that's because it's all natural supplements, and better yet, they're all backed by research and science. Like, it doesn't get better than that. My favorite products from Legion I use every day are their original grains, the peach ring pre-workout flavor, I'm not joking, you guys, it literally tastes like the peach rings candy, and both the grass-fed whey and vegan cinnamon cereal protein powder best protein powder of all time. Both, both of them. They're so good. You can go to www.legionathletics.com and take the quiz to see what supplements will best fit you towards reaching your goals. And don't forget to use code Sophia at checkout. Another week of me losing my voice and having my voice be raspy and sexy. Okay. I have one week left of coaching high school lacrosse, and I'm so sad. I'm so sad. It's just been such a fun experience, but I always forget how big of a commitment this is with the five to six days a week, couple hours every single day. Like My entire schedule revolves around coaching, which I love it, but I am feeling the itch to kind of move on to something new, pour more time and energy into my podcast, into my fitness app, into all these new ideas that I have. So don't get used to the raspy and sexy voice because come soon, she will be gone. But in light of it being graduation season, I've been reflecting deeply on the past two years of my post-grad life and how much has changed since then and how much I've learned. I cannot believe it's already been two years you think college flies by the real world. Okay. When you get into the real world, time flies. The fact that it is already May and we are almost halfway through the year. Excuse me. What? Why do I feel like it was just the holiday season mm, a month ago? Okay. Time is flying. Time is flying. And I know so many of you either are graduating high school, you just graduated college, maybe you're going to be graduating college, maybe you just graduated grad school, whatever, are listening to my podcast and you're thinking about, hmm, what happens in the real world? Or maybe you're already in it and you feel lost in the motherfucking sauce. Join in. Join in today because we're going to take a deep dive into post-grad life and navigating your 20s. Because stepping out of a school setting into the real world is a rude awakening. And today I'm going to share with you some things I've learned and some advice I wish I heard sooner. I did some research for this episode because let's be honest, There's a million different books and research studies and articles and podcasts talking about how to navigate your 20s. And I didn't want to be just another podcast on how you shouldn't have your life together during this era and phase of life you're entering. But 
I did come across some really great points that I want to share with you all today. I was reading an article from Goop called Why Navigating Your 20s is Hard. Classic title for this topic, right? But I want to share with you a word that was coined by 20th century anthropologist Arnold Van Genep that perfectly describes this weird phase we enter in life after school before we reach official adulthood. The word is liminal, which comes from the Latin word limen, meaning threshold. I'm sure I butchered that word, but I'm pretty sure that's how you pronounce it. Now, this is a direct quote from the article. This is not my own words. It says, a liminal phase is a period in ritual initiations, primarily those rites that define the entrance into adulthood, when the identity as a dependent child has died, but before the identity as a full adult has taken form. It was once well known that such a shift of identity is a passage, a journey, a transition. It is an in-between stage like crossing a bridge or traveling through a dark mountain tunnel. You are no longer on one side, but not yet on the other. (sighs) Did that just like fully hit you to your core like it did me? I am the type of person that I don't feel like I'm crossing a bridge. I feel like I'm in that dark mountain tunnel where I see a tiny microscopic little dot, pin needle dot at the end of the tunnel, that little light at the end of the tunnel. It's very small, but that's how I feel. I don't know about you, but that's me. And I feel like that perfectly describes what so many of us experience during this transformational period of our 20s. And I kind of chatted about it a little bit in my last episode of Friendships with Females and how when you graduate school, you go through this massive transitional period of finding your truth of forming your own thoughts and opinions and beliefs. And while you do start that transition in college or in school, when you're kind of a little bit more free and you're a little bit more able to choose what you want to do to form your own thoughts and opinions and beliefs. But I feel like when you're in college, you're still kind of under that umbrella of being a little bit more reserved because there's new people that you're around, people from all across the country, all across the world, where you come together and you find these unique people in this one place where you all happen to go to this one school or rush this one sorority or whatever. And you all come together and this is just this brand new plethora of people, of a melting pot of, of thoughts and opinions and beliefs. And while you start to kind of be introduced to new ways of life because of experiences, maybe your friends have gone through, maybe you're going through together, you're still under that umbrella and maybe aren't fully developed in those thoughts, opinions, and beliefs that really happens once you graduate school. And once you have to get into the real world and start at the bottom of the ladder you really realize like, holy shit, what is my truth? What do I believe about maybe religion, maybe politics, maybe your lifestyle, maybe your sexual orientation, maybe your 
relationship status or what you believe about relationships. There, there's so many different things that you go through and you are kind of just thrown into it. There's no map that anybody gives you where it's like, Hey, I know that you're graduated now. Here's the steps that you need to take in order to make it into the real world. Wouldn't that be nice? (laughs) But it would be too easy, right? If that was the case. And that's not what makes the world a unique place. All of these experiences that you go through after you graduate is, it's crazy. And you just, it's it's a weird time because you're just thrown into the real world of working a job or starting your own business or whatever it is. And you're like, okay, like I don't have any homework. I don't have any tests to study for. I now am operating off of a year-round schedule. No more summer break. No more winter break. Instead of it being a nine-month school, three-month off vacation, you are now working year-fucking-round. <laughs> it's like you know that happens, but once you experience it, you're like, holy shit, there's no breaks. If I have any breaks, I have to ask for a PTO or I have to request some vacation days and take some time and chunk out of that. Like that is not fun. It's not fun to experience that rude awakening. And it's a lot. It kind of just hits you like a bullet train. I want to chat about a hot take that I have that kind of came up this past weekend when my cousin visited me and my boyfriend. My cousin is from a smallish town in Wisconsin. It's not a super small town for Wisconsin, but in like retrospect of the world and especially where I grew up, it's a small town compared to where I grew up. And I remember visiting there in sixth grade, which was honestly such a rude awakening for me in sixth grade growing up where I grew up in the Bay Area where there's so many fucking people and it's nonstop energy. Everybody's doing the most. Everyone's trying to be the best to a more rural, rural, oh my God, that is so difficult to say, a little bit more of a rural town in Wisconsin, a simple life, a more low-key life a slower paced life. Everyone is nice. Oh my God. That was the biggest thing. I'm like, why is everyone so nice here? The people on the coast, especially California and Northeast, not very nice people. <laughs> They're just not, they don't really care too much about you. They, they very much care more about themselves than anybody else. And people keep to themselves a lot. Anyways, that's a tangent, but he obviously comes from a different way of life, a different background. He's almost 30, so he's had more life experiences than me. He's been in the real world for a long time. And he said something that kind of took me back. And he said that he thinks a lot of people have this assumption that you have to or will work a job that you absolutely love. He's like, there's this narrative that everybody mixes their passion with their career. And that's just not the case. He was like, a lot of people work jobs because it pays the bills. It's not a job that they absolutely love. They don't hate it. They're just satisfied by it. Like it just, it is what it is. It pays the fucking bills. It does the job. They like it. They maybe have met some cool people through it, but it's not something that they're like absolutely obsessed and in love with. They're just doing it. And I was like, damn, yeah you're actually right. And it made me reflect on my own career 
and also on social media in general. Now, you're probably going to find that this entire podcast is going to somehow find its way back to the epicenter of being social media and how much that has changed everything, okay? Because so many people on social media portray a life of satisfaction and luxury and working a job that they quote unquote love where that's not the reality. It's just not the case. And I want to take a second to talk about that too, because we in our 20s are navigating such a funky time. And the main reason is because our elders, the wiser people, for the most part in our generation, uh, those 40, 50, 60, 70 year old people that, you know, are spitting some truth out and trying to tell us how to navigate our twenties. I can't fully agree with what they're saying. However, they obviously have very many great points, but the thing is, is that they never went through such a hyperactive, hyper-social time. We are guinea pigs. We are brand new to this world. We are living in an age group where we are experiencing social media for the first time. We have been alive when Snapchat first came out at a pivotal point of our times where Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and Kick and MySpace and TikTok and all these different apps have come out where they came out in a time of our lives where they really made a huge impact on our generation. Whereas kind of the older generation, they don't really use it that much where it's like, oh, social media, I don't know how to use that. You know me. No, for us, like we download the app and within an hour, we know how to use it. That's how we are as a generation. So we can't really turn to our elders and be like, how did you navigate your twenties with social media? How did you not compare yourself to others? Because they really just did it. Now they did, right? But in a different way. Because media back then was very different. Now there was still, of course, comparisons drawn and people trying to maybe portray that they lived a life of luxury and satisfaction. However, it wasn't really as much because social media, you guys know, people are able to curate a happy life and a satisfied life when in reality, maybe they're in a ton of debt or maybe they're really mentally not doing well, but they don't share that. Or maybe they actually don't like the career and life that they're in. It is such a fake reality. Now, there's obviously many people out there that do share the real and the raw of their lifestyle and the good and the bad and the more realistic way of things, but a lot of people don't. And you have to understand that you cannot compare yourself to other people on social media, what type of jobs they're working, how amazing their life is, because it's not the full picture. It's just not. And it sucks because we can't even turn to those older than us and be like, how did you do it? Because they didn't live exactly the life that we're living now with social media being so prevalent and how I feel like really people do portray that everybody has to work a job where they love it and they're passionate about it. And you have to do that. And if you don't, you're not fulfilled in life. And while I do totally agree with that and encourage you to try to mix your passion with your career, 
It's just not the fucking reality of the situation. Okay, let's be real here. It's not really how many, many people operate. Many people work jobs where they are just satisfied with it and it just gets the job done and it's okay. And they're like, you know what? It's fine. I have found my passion and hobbies outside of my career. And I spend time outside of my nine to five or outside of my corporate job doing those things. And that's what fulfills me. But I work a job because of the security and the benefits and the guaranteed paycheck that comes in every single month. And I'm, although it may not be my passion, I don't hate it. It's all good. It's all good. Like it, it does the job. And I think realizing that that is the case for probably a majority of people out there is what you need to realize. If there's anything that you need to take from this episode today, it's that a lot of people don't work jobs where they are super satisfied and happy, but they don't really mind that. Now, there are people that work jobs where they aren't satisfied and happy, and maybe you do want to find your passion and mix it with your career. And I totally encourage you to do that. But if you're not that type of person where you don't really feel the need to mix your passion with your career, and maybe you want to keep it separate, but you find yourself comparing yourself to others on social media, please do not do that. Don't do that because it's not realistic of you to do that. It's just not realistic because it's not the reality of the situation. I know I've said it a million times. Now you're probably thinking, who is she to talk about this? Because she's working her dream job and she has it all together and she's mixing her passion with her career. And you're not wrong. I do mix my passion with my career. And I'll tell you right now that I do not have it together at, at all, at all. I, I don't have it together, but I am very, very fortunate where I work a job that fills me up and it, I'm able to mix what I'm passionate about with my career and make it something that I, I'm able to like monetize and like make money from, right? But I want to I want to say that I, I am the type of person that when I have an idea or something that I want to accomplish, I will drop everything to do it and make it absolutely perfect. I'm not afraid of change. I actually love change. It's exciting to me, and I am very comfortable with being uncomfortable. I rarely feel comfortable with running my business. And I feel like that's exactly where I should be. And maybe that's why I was made for this type of work in this career of running a business and posting my life online because I, I rarely feel fully comfortable and, and satisfied with it. And I, I'm okay with that. And I think also you guys learning to be comfortable with being uncomfortable is, is a good thing. I I think that's, if you want to level up with where you're at and you do want to mix your passion with your career, understanding that it's a line and there, there's a line that you're going to have to cross that sometimes when you mix your passion with your career, it does eat away at your passion a little bit because it turns into your job now, where it turns into, instead of it being something that you enjoy and you love, it's like something that you now have to do instead of something that you want to do. And I feel like that thought process ebbs and flows where it's like, oh my God, I'm in a rut right now where 
I feel like this is something I have to do. I don't want to do this. But then you go through like these peaks where it's like, oh my God, I'm thriving and things are going well. And I'm also loving it. How great it's a, it's a constant up and down battle between that. But I am extremely fortunate and lucky to have gotten in at the right time. You guys know, I'm always going to keep it real with you. All right. I'm going to keep it real. I'm going to keep it honest. I got in at the right time. When I started my business and having a presence online, it was at the end of 2020, middle end of 2020, beginning of 2021. That's where the market was still, it was a little taboo to be posting on social media. And it was still kind of like, oh, you're a personal trainer and an online fitness coach. Like, is that a real job? It was still a little taboo when I got in. And I knew that going into it. And I really did get in at the right time because now you see it. The market is incredibly, incredibly saturated. It's hard to even keep a presence online, let alone start from scratch. And when you're keeping a presence online, there's obviously the more people that follow you and the more presence you have, the more haters you have as well. Like everybody, I feel like who is a creator online you know that there's a bunch of haters out there and there's people hating on you. And and I'll tell you from education on PR and ad and marketing, you have to have at least 20% of a negative audience in order to be doing it right. If you are 100, 100% like have a positive audience and only people saying good things, that's a red flag. You've got to have a negative audience. You have to have people talking shit about you in order to know that you're doing something right because not everybody's going to love what you have to do or what you have to say. And having people that talk shit about you is like, okay, cool. I'm doing something right for the most part. Now, obviously if people are saying things that are truthful about you that are not good, that's kind of on you, but you've got to have, you've got to have some haters out there. Shout out to all my haters. I see you guys. I hear you and I love you. And I hope that you're having a wonderful day, but I'm not trying to discourage you from getting into maybe posting more online. If you want to, I'm just trying to keep it real with you and give you my observations And I can't speak much on being in corporate America or in the corporate world or working a nine to five because I don't do that. I say, I don't work a nine to five. I work 24 seven. I do. Now it's not like I'm working 15 to 25 hours a day. I'm not working 25 eight for my job and I'm not overworking, but I do work every single day. I find it very hard for me to not work every day. I I very much struggle with taking time off and being in the present moment because I'm always thinking 10 times ahead. And I feel like if I'm doing nothing, I need to be doing something to better my business or coming up with a new podcast idea, mapping out an episode, or maybe coming up with a new workout program or checking in double, triple checking in on my clients. It's hard for me to pull back from that. And I'm not trying to say my life is hard and my job is hard. Everything is relative. Okay. But overall, I'm very grateful and I'm very lucky to work the career that I do. However, I do observe my close friends and family and how they navigate this weird phase of life in your twenties. And from what I see, most people I know are incredibly unsatisfied with their jobs because they're craving and searching for this passion because that's what they see portrayed on social media. 
they see the people running their business and being an influencer and a content creator and being able to travel and, and post and do what you want and this, that, the other, they see that. And they're like, maybe that's not their passion, but they see that. And they're like, God, these people have it so much easier. Like, why am I being severely underpaid for, for how much I'm working for a job that I don't even fucking like. And that's what I see. I see them searching for this fulfillment, this crave to be like, you know what? So many people are running their own business or they're not working a traditional nine to five. And it seems like that's the life that I want to live because nine to five is not something that I want to do. I don't really want to climb the corporate ladder. I want to do something that makes me happy. And I think I, I do think really there is this itch to be independent, a little bit more independent and not to take the criticism from people higher up in the ladder and not to take the underpaid, you know, overworked era that they're like, they don't really want to fucking do that anymore. Now, back then that was it where it's like, you start at the bottom of the ladder, you got to work your way up. You got to, you know, you're going to be underpaid and overworked. But I feel like there's this itch where a lot of people are like, fuck that. I don't really want to do that. I'm not saying that that's right or wrong. I'm just making kind of an observation on what I'm sensing from our generation right now. Now in our school education system, they don't teach us about our passions. They teach us about the Pythagorean theorem and mitochondria and obtuse triangles. Okay. That's about all I remember from school, truly. So when you graduate from school and you enter the real world, not only are we just thrown into this ring of fire, a balancing a million different things at once, we're also trying to find our passions and things that fulfill us in life. Because I don't really feel like, at least from my personal experience, maybe you did experience this, but from my personal experience, I did not know what my passion was until after I graduated school and took a deep dive into what the fuck am I doing with my life? (laughs) And what are things that fill me up? And it's hard to do that when your time and energy is given to things that maybe don't give you that passion flame, such as your current job you're in. I do want to take a quick second in a sidebar to say, I don't want to discredit anyone who does work in corporate America or a nine to five or a corporate job that absolutely love their job. So many people work nine to fives that fulfill them, and maybe they are mixing their passion and career with a corporate job, and they do want to climb the corporate ladder because there are those of you out there who are like, I work Monday to Friday, I have every other Friday off, and I get to leave my work at work, and once I you know, leave the office or shut down and log off, I am done. I don't have to think about work at all, and I love that. I really do. I love that for you, sis, because that is also slept on. And I I feel, and that's the other thing you guys is that people, I feel like shit on nine to fives. And I know I just said that like people are not wanting to work nine to fives. Again, these are just observations I'm making. I'm not saying one is right. And one is wrong. One is better. One is worse. But there is a huge flux of people who are like, I don't want to work a nine to five. This is not for me. But there's also people out there that like the traditional stability and thought of a nine to five. And it's awesome. I think that there's now all the, all that I'm saying is that there's now more people who, instead of just doing 
the nine to five corporate job because everybody does it. There's an itch and a shift where so many people aren't wanting to do that. And I do feel like it's because of social media, because we are let in on so many different people's lives. We now know exactly what the day in the life of of a content creator is like, or the day in the life of an aesthetic nursey, or a day in the life of a doctor, or an accountant, or a spicy content creator, or a freaking coach, or a teacher. Like We all know kind of what a day in the life of is like for all these different jobs. And way back then, people didn't share what their day in the lives were. Nobody shared that or vlogged it. But now you just type in on YouTube or on TikTok, day in the life of a teacher, if you want to be a teacher, right? You look up day in the life of a teacher, you scroll through all of these and you're like, oh my God, that sounds like exactly what I want to do. Or maybe you're like, oh my God, that is so much work. Because shout out to all you fucking teachers, my queens and kings out there who are so overworked and working to the absolute 10th degree and being so severely underpaid. That's, That's a topic and discussion for another time. But shout out to all you teachers out there because it's insane what you have to deal with. It it truly is. And the fact that you guys aren't properly compensated for it, it really makes me mad. I have family who are teachers. I have close friends who are teachers and it hurts my heart to, to know what you guys deal with. All the good though, there's a lot of good in it, but there is so much. Anyways, anyways, back on track. So I love you guys. I love you teachers out there, but you're able to look in what exactly is a day in the life of all these different jobs and careers. And that's insane. How cool is that? But also it's like, for the most part, people are like, I don't know. It doesn't sound good. Or I don't know. It's kind of a lot of work or I don't know. I think that's maybe something that I want to do. Or maybe you're in one career path and then you see the day in the life of something else. And you're like, wait, that is totally up my alley. That's exactly what I've been searching for. That's what I want to do. It's insane. It's insane what social media has offered us. And it's insane what social media is able to give us in the, in the sense of like a shift in, in our thoughts and feelings and how quickly our opinions and our career paths can change due to social media and what we see. When I graduated college in 2021, I moved in with my boyfriend right away. My parents moved across the country right after I graduated. (laughs) Thanks mom and dad. No, I'm kidding. But my boyfriend and I, we were ready to move in. I did go through that falling out with my best friend, as you guys know, in the last episode of Friendships with Females and my college transfer story. I chatted about how I lived with my best friend. I did that my senior year, lived with my best friend. We had a huge falling out. So by the time that I had graduated school, we were still not on speaking terms and we planned on living together after I graduated. She was still in school and it was going to be perfect. But then we had the falling out. And then I was like, all right, babe, you want to live with me because I've got nobody to live with. And he was like, yeah, sure. So we were kind of just ready. The, The stars aligned. We're like, okay, let's do this. He was still in school getting his degree in firefighting. So I was like, it works out. We can't move back to the Bay Area because obviously, first of all, he's still in school up here, but also way too fucking expensive. My parents left. Um, and I was like, let's just live here. We can afford to live here. 
It's not too expensive. It's not as expensive as California. Let's do it. Which I will say, it's been an amazing two years living with my boyfriend and I could not, could not recommend it enough. I know that we were very, very, very young to move in with each other. I mean, honestly, we didn't have anybody else to live with at the time, but also we we were ready to make that step and that change. Um, but it's been an amazing two years. Highly recommend it. I know there's different thoughts, opinions, beliefs on that, but from experience, 10 out of 10 recommend you will learn literally so much about your significant other when you live with them. But anyways, I moved in with my boyfriend after graduation and began pouring everything into my business. As you guys know, I decided to run my own business and start my own business straight out of college. I decided I did not want to do a nine to five. I didn't want to be in the corporate world. It was not for me. And I decided to just basically take the jump and and do that. And holy fuck, holy fuck how scary that was. I did not know how much of a rude awakening I was in for, but you guys, I'll tell you that I feel like every successful business owner is in a red zone for a period of time. You start out or go through at least at the beginning, middle of your business in a red zone. You have to invest You have to be in a very uncomfortable position and struggling for a little bit in order for it to be successful, truly. I really feel like that. And that's kind of how how it was for me. Did I know how to run a business at the time? No, never done it before. I was 21, 22. How old was I? 22, okay. I had maybe 3,500 followers on Instagram, maybe around mm, 10,000 on my TikTok and started out with four online clients and one in-person client because that's the only people who wanted to work with me. I started from the absolute bottom and that was scary. It, it, I, I went through this whole mental breakdown. It was probably a mess lasted probably about a month or two where I did not know what the fuck I was doing. I was like, oh my God, I don't have any benefits. I don't have a steady stream of income coming in. It's very much up and down. I have clients, some clients who want to stick with me, some clients who are already dropping off. I have all these different things going on. I'm not monetizing on my social media because I didn't have big enough platforms. I was struggling big time. It was really scary. And I thought, okay, let me see if I can find a job. I'm like, I'm probably going to have to work. Maybe I'll try to work at a coffee shop. I maybe I tried, I applied to a coffee shop. I applied to like a yoga studio because I was like, let me have at least some financial security before I get into it. But then I was like, you know what? I'm going to give myself a couple months and I'm going to see how it goes. I really want to give myself a shot. And luckily I very much lucked out where my social media platform started to gain traction. Uh, my business started to get more eyes on it. I started to get more clients and I started to be able to monetize my social media platforms. And I started to kind of start to make money. I started to do kind of well. And I was like, okay, but let me tell you that I was riding front seat on the struggle bus for a long time because the structure I had my entire life of school is gone. Come August, September, I was like, summertime, it was fine. I was on the high of graduating. I'm like, I never have to take a test again. I never have to 
take a class again or go to school. Like this is amazing. I mean, obviously I take different kinds of courses now and certifications and it's a different kind of education where it's like something that I actually very, very much enjoy where it's worth the money instead of me taking biology 101 for the fourth fucking time in my life. You guys, I literally learned about the cell theory four different fucking times. I can tell you exactly what happens when a cell creates and forms and breaks apart and does all these things. Cause I had to learn it a bunch of different times. I was like, this is so boring. So when I graduate, I'm like, oh yay, I'm on my high of like not having to take classes that I don't want to take. Come August, that was when the panic attack happened because I'm like, okay, wait, actually like I don't have school anymore. Like I actually have to run my own business and I have to create my own schedule. How the fuck am I supposed to do that? I don't even have a nine to five to structure me with that. I have to do this all on my own. And instead of working and doing school for nine months and having a big three month long break for summer, I now am working every single fucking day. And I know you're probably sitting there like, no shit, Sherlock. Of course you are. That's hi. Welcome to the real world. That's how it works. And and yes, we know that, but you don't really realize it until you're in it where you're like, oh, wow, wait a minute. I actually don't get summer break ever again, obviously, unless if you're a teacher, but you're like, I don't get a summer break. What am I supposed to do now? Like the structure I've had my entire life is poof, gone. And I finally understood why people maybe go back to grad school. Now, don't get me wrong. There's tons of jobs and careers that require furthering and continuing education or a master's degree. All right. Like I'm not, I'm not blind to that fact, but the security of school and that given schedule is definitely something that I took for granted. And I even thought like, should I go back to fucking school? Like, is that where I should be right now? Like, should I go back to grad school and get like my master's in public relations and advertising or maybe like continue education somewhere else because I didn't know what to do. That was just like my safety net. And I want you to realize that your feelings of feeling lost in the sauce, you are so valid. I'm telling you, for you to feel like you don't know what you're doing and you haven't found your real passion in life, you are not alone. If you are struggling mentally, financially, emotionally, physically, you're not alone. I think this entire generation is feeling that way. Every single person in their 20s is feeling some level of dissatisfaction and angst with life. And you know why that is? Let's say it together. It's because of social media. You need to stop comparing your life to those on social media. It needs to stop. Now, I'm going to give you my top advice for post-grad life and navigating your 20s that I have learned from my own experience, okay? The first piece of advice I would give you is to show yourself compassion. You have to understand that this is a period of time for you to fuck up and make mistakes and take chances and fail. If there is a time to fail epically, it is right now. 
instead of berating yourself for the mistakes or failures, take them as a learning lesson and move the fuck on with life. Everybody in their 20s is trying to be fucking perfect and have it figured out. And we need to knock it off. Everybody in their 20s, knock it off right now. Take a step back, humble yourself, and show yourself some compassion because nobody has it together, you guys. Nobody has it together. Nobody does. Even if it may look like they do, they do not. The second one would be to say yes to things you normally say no to and say no to things you normally say yes to. It is okay to keep to yourself more and to do things that fill your cup. It is okay to, after college, take a step back and maybe become a little bit introverted. That's what I did. My boyfriend and I came to this realization that after I graduated college and he was kind of still in school, we became very introverted. We literally were like homebodies for two years, did not go out. We basically like sheltered ourselves because I felt so burnt out from school and from college and the constant partying and the traveling all the time and the moving to college, moving back home, moving every single year and the studying for finals and the benders. And I was exhausted. I was done. I was literally like after college, I need to do nothing for a period of time. I need to change my lifestyle up, do nothing. I need to take a little bit of a break from drinking. You know, I just need to take a break. And I lived a very introverted life, but now literally I'm not kidding you guys. Just in these last two months, I am finally saying no to things I would normally say yes to and saying yes to things I would normally say no to because I need to get out there. You guys, I was sheltered for a long time. I did it to myself, but I need to get out there and I'm feeling so good. Like this new energy of like, I'm 24 now this new energy of like freshly 21, like let's get out there. doesn't mean I have to like go on benders and be drinking all the time, but like just getting out there and going out and doing more. But with that comes things. I'm like, no, I don't want to do that. I'm saying no to that because that's not something that fills me up. That's not something that I want to pour my time and energy into, or that's not somebody that pours time and energy into me. So no, I'm not doing that. And that's really important because you need to find a balance between stepping outside of your comfort zone and also taking a step back in because you're doing too much because maybe you're burnt out a little bit. Okay. You don't have to do what everybody else does. You don't have to do it because your friends are doing, it's okay to have a weekend in and to take some self care and to maybe just not talk. (laughs) I know that sounds weird, but like there's days where I just need to not speak to anybody and I need to just be quiet and be with my intentions. The next piece of advice I want to give you is to figure out what your weaknesses are and turn them into strengths. One of my weaknesses post-grad that I struggled with for a long time was scheduling and routine because I was always given a schedule with work and school. I was provided hours. I needed to show up at certain places. It was for X amount of time. There were deadlines. There was this, that, the other. It was all given to me. When I graduated and I had to figure out my own schedule, that was very difficult for me. I was like, um, what am I supposed to do? (laughs) Nobody's telling me what to do now. I have to tell myself what to do. Like I'm my own boss too, right? Like I don't have a boss. 
I very much struggled with that. That was a huge weakness. And I was like, no, it's fine. I just woke up every day and I'm winging it and it's fine. No, the lack of structure killed me. And even if you don't feel like you are the type A type of gal where you need everything planned out and scheduled out, I'm going to tell you that having a planner or something like a calendar, I love using um, Google Calendar to map out everything. I now map out my every single day, every day, every week, I have it mapped out. But understanding too, that if you are that type of person that has things mapped out, that it's okay for you not to complete it all. You may have days where you got way more busy than you thought, and you weren't able to do your full nighttime routine. You weren't able to go grocery shopping. You weren't able to get your workout in and that's okay. That's okay. All right. Don't stress about that. But find out what your weaknesses are and work on turning them into strengths. How can you use that weakness to your advantage? The next piece of advice is basic, all right? So sit down for this one. I'm sure you haven't heard it before. Take risks. Maybe move across the country or across the world. Take that new job that maybe doesn't pay you as much, but you know will fulfill you. Try out a new hobby you've always wanted to get into. Take risks and don't be afraid to change directions. If there's one time to change directions, it is now. Now I know that I talked about earlier, okay, how people just kind of, they work the job where it's satisfying to them. They don't love it. They don't hate it. It just pays the bills. And that's the reality for, I think, most people And maybe they want to live their life like that and they don't want to mix their passion with their career and they're satisfied with that. That I do want to say is one hot take where it's like people are like narrating this image where you have to mix your passion and your career, where that's not the case for most and a lot of people. So that's one take. But also there's a take where maybe you need to get uncomfortable and maybe you do need to change directions and maybe you do need to take the job that you know is your passion and is fulfilling, but it's not paying you as much as maybe you're getting paid right now with a job that does not fulfill you and is making you miserable. Realizing that is huge and it's easier said than done, right? Where it's like, take risks, take the job. There's a lot that comes with it. But again, if there's a time to fail and to fuck up and to take risks, it's right now. Lastly, Stop comparing yourself to others. You already know what I'm about to say because everyone says it. But social media is a highlight reel of everyone's perfect life or extremely sad and tragic life. There's no in between. There's not many just basic run-of-the-mill lives that I see on social media, at least from my end. Maybe you do. But I don't see a lot. It's either super extravagant and luxurious and perfect and amazing and just the best ever and expensive, or it's either really tragic and struggling and bad and not good and sad. There's no in between. Stop comparing yourself. Stop it. Stop it right now. And you know the way that you stop comparing yourself? It's through getting off of social media. Okay, I know it's easier said than done. We catch ourselves scrolling, but truly pick a new hobby. Find something that makes you happy whether it's golf or pickleball or running or puzzles or reading or yoga or coaching or I don't know, 
couponing, couponing, whatever you call it. Find something that makes you happy that you can do outside of social media. It is what's going to keep you sane. My current hobby, I don't know if this is really a hobby or a passion. What would you consider reading spicy ass romance books? <laughs> to me, it's a hobby. It's an escape. It's an escape from reality where I'm able to put on some music and dive deep into somebody else's fake fantasy life. It keeps me off of social media and it's awesome. I love reading. I love reading spicy, spicy books. That's my favorite. It's God's greatest gift. It's spicy romance books. Okay, but that's what I do to stay off of social media. I also like to go for walks outside. I'm not a runner. All right. I may wear running shoes. I'm not a runner. You won't catch me running. Okay. It's just not going to happen. Maybe I'll get into it. I won't say it's never going to be a thing, but running is a big hype right now. A lot of people are running marathons and stuff, which I love, but that's not me right now. That's not the era I'm in or see myself in, in the near future, but I love walking. I love getting outside. I love to cook with my boyfriend. I love to just prep ingredient prep, put on some music. I love to read. That's what I like to do. I I need to stay off of social media. And as much as I love to post on social media, I think getting off of it is just as healthy. And because the less you're on social media, the less you're comparing yourself to others. Because every time you look at a video, you're like, is my life better or worse than this? Or, oh God, that's so sad. At least I'm not doing that. Or at least my life isn't that shitty. Or you see a video where it's like, wow, they're on a brand trip or wow, they're going on this trip or doing that. Or they just had a $2,000 friggin' Lululemon or Abercrombie and Fitch Hall, like, geez, here I am working my nine to five and they're doing that. Like, just stop. You got to get off of social media. Put limits on your phone. I have time limits on my phone that lock me out of the app once I reach it, out of certain apps once I reach it. It's great. But that's my last thing. I can't drill that into you enough. That's really all I got. I don't know how educational or informational that this was, But understand that this phase that we're in, this liminal phase that we're in is a universal experience. I don't want you to feel like you need to have it figured out because I'm going to tell you that you won't probably for a period of time. And even if you are figuring it out and maybe have something that you're like, oh, I'm able to mix my passion with my career, you're still figuring it out. I feel like we're always going to be figuring it out. And that's okay. It's okay to feel lost. It's okay to not know what you want to do. It's okay to want to change your career paths. It's okay to feel like you aren't fully satisfied. Don't put so much pressure on yourself, sis. Take a breather. Take it day by day. All right. We're all in the same boat together, but that's all I got. Ugh. That's all I got for you today. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. I hope that you kind of maybe got something out of it. Maybe you learned something new. Hopefully, at least, you don't feel so alone in this universal experience that we're going through. But if you took the time to hang out with me today, I so appreciate it. Thanks for hanging with me. You know that you're my favorite person to hang with. I always love to hang out with you. This is so fun for me to do, and I really, really appreciate you allowing me to just brain dump all of my thoughts and opinions and beliefs and observations onto you. It means the world to me, and I want to say thank you again so much. 
I love you and I will talk to you soon.